Welcome back to the Bus Boys podcast. That's right, the Bus Boys. We have the loudest intro, the loudest intro in the podcasting game, guys. Well, I think man. that was our best intro ever. I think we really peaked. Yeah, I actually, think we, we did. did not peak the mic. Oh, dang! Yeah. Close, but you you failed. No, we did. Hey, no, there we go. But I was going. The reason why I'm speaking very loudly is because the microphone is far away from my body because we moved recording locations again. Still in the same room as the last two podcasts have been, <clears throat> but. Now residing on a couch. Yes. Yes, welcome to the, uh, the last ever episode of the Bus Boys podcast here on Bus Boys Spring Break. Uh, yeah, hey. Spring Break. Hopefully it's not the last episode ever, but you know. We for right see. now. We will see. <laughs> yeah, for right now it's big pause hours. Interesting situation occurred here yes. at the uh, Bus Boys compound. Yeah, you know. uh, I believe it was yesterday in... Uh, Y'all. I don't know Ada if you guys County. have heard of this little flu virus that's been going around called the uh, coronavirus. The novel coronavirus. Or COVID-19. Yes. Uh, well, apparently not its name, but an abbreviation for the year it started Trump. and the words coronavirus. coronavirus. Disease. Yes. Yeah. So, Sorry about that, Alex. Uh, you should have said something in the podcast I instead of making not me look point, like an idiot. <laughs> now that Alex looks like an idiot. Anyway. So no, yeah. Uh, yesterday there was a uh, confirmed case in Ada County, which, for those who aren't aware, uh, is in the general area of just kind of. It's in the general area of Boise, capital Idaho. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which means everything that, uh, shut down. This is true. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, essentially. <laughs> so currently, campus is kind of not a thing anymore. Uh, yes, all our classes um, have gone to online. Yep. Classes have gone to online, but also spring break has been extended by a week to give them time to prepare for that. So yeah. spring break. I was spring I was break. set to give a, I was break. set to give a speech and do two midterms next week. And now it's spring break and I don't have to do either for like two plus weeks. Spring so break. I'm exactly. kind of vibing with spring that right break. now. Yo guys, straight up spring break yeah. right now. However, <laughs> with that stipulation, that also means that since campus is closed, a lot of how uh, uh, an email was sent to all people in housing uh, that the basic summary of it is uh, please yo, leave. Yeah, please leave. We will give you money if you go. Yeah. We um, can't make you leave, but we sure don't want you here. Exactly. So, I've been encouraged to leave. Yeah. Living in Turner. Yeah. And um, honestly, living anywhere than Turner is a better living situation. <laughs> Hypothetically, sure. But um, most definitely. with with all classes moving to online, um, I will have no issue living at home for free, um, and doing classes. So that is my current plan: is to actually return home for the rest of the spring semester. It would appear, and uh, get some money back to apply to next semester's room and board, which will be quite nice because you know, money's good sometimes. Money is. Preferable, yes. Gage, please do not get in a fight with Alex. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, money money is a good thing. Yes, but I, that uh, actually leads me to the next question. Uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, McLean, yes. our homie here, works for uh, Chartwells. Chartwells on campus. Yes, Bingle also Dining. known as Bangle Dining. So you are Bangle Dining. I'm not. I work for Bingle Dining. I'm not Bingle Dining. Don't get him. Yeah, that's dining. true. He's it's, Bangle Dining. I don't anyway. know if he. We're, we're still trying to find the mystery of who is Bangle Dining. Yeah, truly. Yeah. But anyway, um, how does that affect uh, Chartwell's business right now? Well, I actually work in catering, and every single event basically that's been scheduled for catering has been canceled. So, so why are you still working today? Let me explain. Okay. 
all of my catering friends and me do not have hours for catering at all. There is nothing going on. Yeah. Campus is essentially shut down in that aspect. However, I am working at Turner, the dining hall, making pizzas oh, these uh, couple days. Okay. What happened on Thursday when I came in to do that is they informed me that we would no longer be allowing the students to serve themselves and we actually have to serve it ourselves to and give it to them Okay. in order yes. to cut down on disease potential. So I'm coming in this weekend, which I don't normally do. I normally just come in on Wednesdays and Thursdays to turn in. But I'm coming in this weekend to kind of help with that. Though I imagine now that campus has been shut down, even when Gage and I went to go pick up Knox at Turner, people were leaving the building. So yeah. I imagine there won't be a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll probably just be the last remnants of people who yeah parents out. hate them or something like that, <laughs> like or who Knox. honestly don't have another place to go. Yeah, like some people that there is no other option. That's true. Um, so Gage. Yeah. I do have a question. What do you need from me? As almost the general manager of Carl Jr. Uh, uh, I'm like a step below. Like, yeah, well, like two steps below. But continue. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I said almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how does that affect like your business at all? Um, or does it even? Well, I, I imagine we expect to see a decrease in sales uh, revenue. Most likely. Um, employees are going to be washing their hands. Like very a lot, yeah. Very regularly, and we also always wear disposable gloves when handling ready-to-eat foods. That's fair. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of disinfectant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, incredible amounts there. of disinfectant, especially in the lobby on tables, chairs, handles, and all that. What about them sicky days, though? Them sicky days? I'm not entirely sure. I imagine it's if you're sick, don't come to work. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not that yeah, complicated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Don't come to work and also don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on the non-work but domestic front, yeah, uh, in the stores, it's a madhouse. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. As a matter of well, fact... Only for TP. Yes. No. Well, no, not <laughs> anymore. TP, the TP craze came and went. Now there is no more TP. You yeah. missed your window on that. I was in Walmart this morning, and I heard some guy looking at the uh, TP aisle going... I didn't want to be one of those crazy people that went out and stocked and hoarded it all, but now they all got it and there's no toilet paper left. And it's like, guy, I, I understand not wanting to look like a crazy man stocking toilet paper, but it's either that or not having toilet paper at some point. All I'm saying is, Bro. all right, this is how I feel about the situation with toilet paper. Oh, what? People are actually retards. Uh, <laughs> uh, mostly because strong, strong for, for one for one reason for one reason they're letting mass hysteria get to them this is true uh, and instead of being kind and giving to others who do not have they're instead hoarding and being selfish all for mm -hmm. their own needs I'm seeing people with like 12 count roll packs 30 of them in a cart rolling away the problem screaming get away from me <laughs> the whole way down yeah you see a lot of that yeah <laughs> The problem isn't the toilet paper supply itself dwindling. The problem is everyone thinking that and buying it, making it dwindling. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, I, I, kind of. I really don't know why toilet paper is the first thing to go. Like, because people want to wipe their butt. But, sure. But at the same time, like, you don't need 12 massive things of toilet paper. No, you don't. Unless like, your family is literally consisted of 12 people in one home. You're going to spend a year locked up. Like, that's how much toilet paper some of these people are taking. Like, they will not have to buy well, toilet paper. Well, they're going to sell the surplus like on year. eBay, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. You it's, were it's laughing weird. now, Knox, but once they make it's that weird. TP revenue, that yeah, secondhand toilet paper revenue. Well, there's no lack of toilet paper, it so used? they won't. It will continue to be produced and sold. That's true. So it will just be sold at a very rapid rate. Yeah. So the supply and demand, baby. <laughs> Capitalism. So actual cool. prices might go up a little bit, but stores will continue to sell it and yeah. stock it. Yeah. If when, anything, they'll with the stipulation speed of, up with the, how fast they stock everything. Yeah, exactly. Winco has been having now their new thing is they have to close at midnight. They used to be open twenty four hours. Now they close midnight to five o'clock in the morning. Oh wait, just for real? So, yeah, just, just so they can restock out. everything. Shit. All right. Dang. That's scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to scrub that last one from that. Uh, <laughs> all the ramen noodles and stuff getting taken up we on don't the edit, shelf. We upload, buddy. That's true. <laughs> but no. Um, so it's kind of a madhouse out there, gang. But also, there's not. I don't think the response is quite proportionate to the problem itself. Yeah. Given like how much coronavirus has spread in the U.S. or how much it hasn't. Yeah, and the entire country is just in panic mode. Well, there's the an entire world there's an element of uncertainty with the amount of cases in the United States because the limited amount of test kits and the um, the period where you don't show symptoms but still carry the disease and all that. Yeah, it's like a two week period. Yeah, if everyone just stays in their house for a fortnight. We can find out who's sick and who's not. I'm not gonna You're play right. Fortnite. I play PUBG. Honestly, in my opinion, I really do think that everybody should just like hole up in a house for like a fatty minute. That's why yeah. you need the toilet paper reserves. And like not sure exactly, which is why I'm saying people should go out and buy what they need to stay in their home for an extended period of time, but not to the extent where you're going to be spending three or four years in your home without leaving. This is leaving. true. That's so, ridiculous. I mean, on one hand, sure. you got all this panicking. You got schools shutting down. You got a. Uh, Toilet paper flying off the shelves fast. You got GameStop canceling the pre-order events. Pre-order events. No more Animal Crossing. What happened? Dude, canceled it. Uh, I don't. I still haven't gotten the email, but I feel like that might be what's going on. All of this absolute chaos. But on the other hand, spring break. Spring break. So actually, I saw something. I have no clue what led me to it, but I discovered this quote that somebody pulled from C.S. Lewis. Um, addressing the atomic bomb age when people were freaking out about that and building bunkers in their backyard. Heck yeah. And so what the person says is essentially we can take this and you just replace atomic bomb with the word coronavirus and it applies exactly the same because what he's really addressing is mass panic Yeah. Um, in this statement. So if you guys wouldn't mind <clears throat> I might read it because I found it really interesting. Go for and it. I do. Just mind. pretty solid. McLean, mm. be quiet. I'll do my best to replace the atomic bomb with coronavirus to make it flow Okay. for our conversation. All right, this is C.S. Lewis. In one way, we think a great deal too much of the coronavirus. How are we going to live in an age ruled by the coronavirus? I am tempted to reply, why as you would have lived in the 16th century with the plague when it visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived... With the Viking, in the Viking Age, when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night. Or living in the Age of Cancer, <clears throat> an age of Silophus, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, and motor car accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the coronavirus came into being and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our 
ancestors, and aesthetics. But we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to the world, which already bristled with such chances, and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed by a virus, let that virus, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about viruses. They may break our bodies, a microbe can easily do that, but they need not dominate our minds. 1948. Bars, dude. Absolute bars. Like, I love it. It's very well written, very well laid out, just like, guys, it doesn't matter. I loved your uh, <laughs> mispronunciation of syphilis. Yeah, yeah I caught that one. I, I'm sorry. I looked at it, and I did I'm not know how to syllabus. say the word, so I went I'm for a, it. I'm going a, I'm to a say syllabus from now on. Knox never Sarah had to attend those. Do you have syllabus? Knox never had to attend those sex ed classes in high school. Actually, you're right. Dang. So. You're actually <laughs> I would not want a sex ed class taught by a homeschool. <laughs> It'd be the same as everyone taught by a normal teacher. Yeah, but except your parents. Bro, you want to? I think yeah, I've already, already said this on the podcast happens, before, <laughs> but it, I think it. I think I've already said this on the podcast before, but I think it bears repeating. Yes. Uh, my sex ed class was, considering I was also homeschooled for my school, uh, yeah. <laughs> for my life. Um, my sex ed class wasn't my mom because she was too uh, squeamish to talk about such things. Instead, she just left it to a. Uh, to my medical book for when I was becoming a CNA. <laughs> okay. She, she just walked in the room while I was in the middle of doing my homework for it. And she was like, so uh, just so you know, that's, a, that's your sex ed class. And I was like, all right, mom, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Great. Did, 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 the, so, yeah. did the CNA textbook tell you about the only 100% solution? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abstinence. So back to your C.S. Lewis quote. Yeah, back to the um, C.S. Lewis yes. quote. I think, it, I think that kind of speaks a lot to like the beginning of something mm-hmm. like an atomic bomb or a coronavirus when everyone kind of starts to panic when it first starts out. But now, given a couple more decades, I think everyone's pretty... Not pretty, but like we've... Adapted, I guess, to the the invention of the atomic bomb. Like nobody, well. nobody cares anymore. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, it comes up sometimes. Like, oh, World War Three. Here we go. A nuclear Every, holocaust. Everybody's gonna die. Bruh, after Fallout came out, everybody was like, "Bruh, this idea is so boring." Next one. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout came out and everyone was like, man, I can't wait for Nuclear Winter. <laughs> I am so ready for this. I can't wait to listen to 50s music all oh, the time. It's so great. But no, I really do like that quote. And I think it really does speak yeah. to uh, what people should be acting like. Uh, however, I will say this with the stipulation. The atomic bomb is a one and done thing. The coronavirus is something that is long lasting. Sure. And while people should not be freaking out about it. Uh, probably, probably should be bathing the children, not yeah. around other children. Yes. <laughs> be concerned, but don't freak out. Yeah, be concerned, but be smart. Yeah, as long as you're proactive yeah. about preventing panic, about preventing the, about preventing yourself, uh, preventing the virus to getting to yourself or those you love, uh, you're fine. 
Yes. Wash your yeah. hands. Don't touch your face or your nose. I say it. <laughs> does the exact same thing. Everyone and had the same most idea for especially a bit. don't jump off of uh, your friend's uh, two-story balcony. It's right back there. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I really like that quote. I like it a lot. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Yay. That being said, we are in some weird times right now with everyone panicking about this. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the Classes shutting down and stuff. I'm not a fan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what would you give it out of the scale of 1 to 10? Well, um... Fan of what? Okay, what's the, what's the scale here? What's 1 and what's 10? Uh, 1 is like a cold, 10 is Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, even Ebola wasn't that bad. Like, Ebola was pretty bad. Like, it was if bad you for them got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, if you got it. Spread very much. But I didn't get it now, did I? I need it for me. <laughs> I'm going to give Corona a six. You're going to give it a six? Yeah. Even though it's the worst form of flu known to man. Yeah, but it's the worst form of flu known to man. Oh no, <laughs> I'm going to get a little sneezy and a little coffee. No, Ooh. dude. No, 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 no. That's, that's not the flu. The flu is like. Yeah, you, that the flu is like where you puke everywhere, and That's then you just lay flu. down on your bed and die. But like, I'm, if we're talking straight yeah, mortality rates, you do that on a daily basis. Anyway, this is so. true. Yeah, except for the dying. <laughs> Dude, you had coronavirus before it was cool. Heck yeah, gamer. I use Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you what do you think of it, Knox? Um, I, I do think it's being blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, I like. The one statement that C.S. Lewis makes in that, which is that we're all going to die no matter what. So a lot of us in not very wonderful ways. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of just like, so screw it all. We're just going to keep living normally and that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, and I think we're going to see the panic eventually start to die down. Yeah. And people kind of just go back to regular life. Even if we're not in school for the rest of the semester, which by at this point... Seems very unlikely that classes would yeah. go back. This it, is it's just not how I imagine my I, freshman year going. Then sure. I think I think we'll kind of just adapt to that and become regular people. Well, you know to, what? A, the, to a certain extent, I don't think we're going to be able to contain it. Yeah, it continues to spread despite all efforts. So I think at some point they will have to not give up necessarily, but kind of give up on the whole quarantine thing, and mm-hmm. it's just going to be like, well, NBA is back. Because <laughs> nobody cares. May like, madness, baby. And you just leave it up to people whether they're going to do stuff or not. LeBron coming um, for that MVP trophy. You might have slightly less people going to larger events because they're worried about it for a time. Yeah. But things will go back to normal. It may become the next normal flu, even if it's worse. Well, we have pretty good medicine. And as long as you're not compromised already, like most people are okay. So we'll get a vaccine. However, if you are immune compromised, then e, yeah, Ooh. but like yes, for the older populations, of course, and the more sure vulnerable ones, but older be good, the older but population, there's tons of things true. that are not good. Yeah, that's already. also true about just regular flu bugs as well. Raise your hand if you have pre-existing respiratory illness. <laughs> uh oh, oopsies. But no, my uh, my thing about it is, is that uh, I especially don't think we're going to be able to contain it now. Now that we have people in the United States who previously said uh, m- making a travel ban from uh, Europe to here uh, as racist, which is wow. an interesting call, uh, and also closing off borders, especially now more than ever, to prevent the spread of the sickness, also racist. Bold take. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think quarantine is possible right now at, at all whatsoever, so I agree like with you. 
So I it's going to keep spreading. Should, yeah, it will. It just will. There, so, we really don't have any choice about it. Yeah, I was talking to some guys in college. We all had received the email um, saying, hey, it's spring break now, spring break? and you guys could potentially go home. And me and some other dudes just like met in the hallway, and we talked about it for a minute. And some of the guys were like, you know, maybe it just means that the average, like, lifespan of a human is just shortened because of this like most likely yeah. like we go from whatever we're at 80 or something um maybe a little i think past it's still that. late 70s is it late 70s late 70s um, and, and like cut it back to like 60 and like it might happen like okay i think it's like 60 and up is where you get it's, it's, where it's, it's 50 dangerous. to 60 yeah. is 40 percent chance of fatality when then it only goes yeah it only but goes higher the more decades you go up it's like i don't know they're it's outliers weird. in every situation, and some people say we'll eventually get a vaccine for it, and that'll um, Is the make flu it disappear. itself a virus or a disease? I'm curious. I don't know. Look it it's up. Coronavirus disease. Well, you see, the True. thing about diseases is, the a virus is a virus, and uh, a disease. The disease. The idea of a disease uh, kind of lends itself to being a bacteria. Yeah. And bacteria, as you can develop um, cures for pretty easy uh however viruses are a little bit of a different story that's why such things as vaccines exist because viruses are hard yes because what vaccines are is you building up an immunity to the virus do we know if coronavirus like if you get immunity if you get it once and survive it i no, no uh from what i've read from the cdc article there's no information about there's no information i i have i volunteer as tribute we should test this i have heard reports of people getting coronavirus getting better and then getting it again but i don't know if that's someone actually like being cured of it and then getting it or if it was just like a dip in symptoms i guess probably that's possible i mean viruses do kind of do that because your body will try and fight off viruses from what i remember from my biology class yeah but it's not like they can do it well because the thing about viruses is is that they don't unlike bacteria they don't search for a specific home and a specific like place where they can be like ah this is comfortable now let me spread uh, instead, they just kind of kill everything. Yeah. Instead, what viruses do is they basically walk up onto something and just like, eh, this is good enough. Insert themselves into the cell is usually what happens, and then the DNA that they insert into the cell then um, then becomes replicated in the cell to basically form more and more and more of the virus until the cell dies because until the cell anything. explodes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which. Only causes things to get infinitely worse. Yes. Yeah. Keep in mind, don't be scared of the coronavirus. <laughs> we That's just how have, viruses work. We all have gotten viruses and survived, I'm assuming. Yeah, 100%. So. I've actually lived in a bubble my entire life, so no, that's not true. Ah, shoot, dude. Your immune system wow. doesn't exist. Oh. You're going to die. <laughs> Yo, what the... Okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at articles for the coronavirus to look stuff up. You guys can feel deader as much as you want, but uh, planes turn around midair because because of flight restrictions over coronavirus. Yeah. Oh my, oh my goodness, dude. Could you imagine that you're on a flight and they're like, actually, we're returning uh, to our. Um, seas. Li- yeah, uh, British travel company Jet Two has canceled all flights to the mainland Spain, the Balearic Islands, and the Canary Islands. Wank. Mm. Yeah. That is big scary. Do we know how China's doing? 
Uh, it started in China. It did start in China, and China has actually been doing pretty well. I they had it they contained. Con- they contained it pretty. They good. contained it mostly because the mindset in China is very different in mindsets of other countries. The mindset is where it's our lives don't matter. Our country is what important. Yeah, it's like the most extreme form of patriotism. Even if it's not all patriotism, it's just that's how the government operates. Exactly, so. and as a result, that's how the culture operates. Yeah, and as a result, here we are. So. But the, the government's willing to literally just ruin people's lives to protect the rest of the country. So, yeah, mm. they, they would be willing to do that. I don't, I don't know if it's Related that note, again, um, the reason we don't have any mail this week from Mail Corner is because our last episode has not been posted yet. Mm. Because our uploader, Jake Westbrook, is still in Mexico and has not given me the login information for his FeedBurner account. But... Him being mm. in Mexico is kind of a ugh, situation at yeah, the moment. Kind of is. is he going to be able to? Well, he should be able to get back. I don't know. I if, think they're coming back in like a week or so. Yeah, they sounds, should probably come back in less like, than that now. So <laughs> I will say this: is an interesting. I've heard from unconfirmed sources that Mexico is attempting to close their borders to America. Oh yeah, as we speak. That's wild. So <laughs> tell that boy to get on a plane. He might not on a plane on the road. Or on the road because planes aren't really a thing right now. <laughs> Alex, uh, I mean, tickets are just really. My cheap. brother's gonna become a border jumper. What's that? My brother's gonna become a border jumper. Uh-oh. I think he might Let's be doing. I think he might become a little bit. Of, no. <laughs> if he has a passport, I could let him in. It'd be fine. And be like, oh look, he's a U.S. citizen. This Mexico all wants good. to close borders with U.S. to halt spread. Yep, there's the article from well, the Daily Mail. Well, it's about time, am I right, Republicans? <laughs> well, hey, oh my gosh. Trump's getting his wall up, so like he's assisting. Well, I think that'll have Unless to take a on... step back at the moment. Ah, why not? Also, what is this business of politicizing coronavirus? What do you mean politicizing? Well, everyone's blaming Trump for it now. <laughs> Why? That's a very base level explanation of the situation, but okay. Well, Trump uh, was very reticent at declaring quite the uh, urgency of uh, the effect of coronavirus at first. Well, why would you freak out if it's on the opposite side of the world? This is true. And I was with Trump, but now it's over here in America. That's also true. What did I just witness? You just witnessed the man roll over the back of the couch. Yeah, he did a very interesting exit over the back of the couch. Incredible maneuvers. Mm. Now he is going to consume a donut. So what is... Explain that thing to me. Oh, it's just a a doll to squeeze. It's like a stress ball. Yeah, but look, can I... It's... If you if you hit it like that, it it doesn't do anything. So we are currently playing with a toy yeah. we have discovered within Alex's um, living room. That's why I took it away from the small child so that we could add to the <laughs> who, conversation <laughs> instead of just sitting there playing with a plastic doll. Excitement. No, get your own. I'm not gonna roll over the couch, dude. Anyway, stand up and go get your own. Continue. Hey. No, yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's spooky scary. I don't think we should focus on blaming people for coronavirus and instead should focus on just... Well, I blame China, but you know, that's... <laughs> yes, but what about the poll numbers? <laughs> Bro, you mean uh, the poll numbers that probably won't happen unless everybody gets shipped the ballot? Dude, How's this going to affect... I saw, Alex, tell me about your voting. <laughs> I, I saw a funny post, which was that polls are closed, Trump stays president for four more years, and they're like, watch as coronavirus becomes the last thing on people's minds. Heck yeah, game. <laughs> it was like... I mean, it could be a it could be a move, but that might be the design. We will see. I think we can all agree to some extent that the media is kind of running with this a little too much. 
This is so slightly true, they, I, I believe. They're hyping it pretty good. Granted, it is a little scary. 3% is pretty high for a disease that is highly contagious. Okay, but any amount of people dying isn't a good thing, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's, there are at that's least the whole point. point. By Gage there are, last, the time, point. last time I checked, which was two days ago, the confirmed death count for coronavirus was 41. 41,000? 41 or 41 states. In the United Period. States. In the States. Okay, so I was going to say, there's states. a lot more than that worldwide. Yeah. Mm. I think I can pull up the stats. Allow me, please. Go for it. Cool. So, yeah, it's um, but it's, it's the hot topic of the day. It's, um, it yeah. really is, even and though we aren't, like, too amped about it at all. Probably going to be the hot topic for the next couple weeks. <laughs> or, Hypothetically. Uh, Hypothetically. According to worldometer.info... There have been 154,279 confirmed coronavirus cases around the world. There have been 5,798 deaths as a result of the coronavirus. However, 74,262 coronavirus victims have in fact recovered. There is a uh, 92% are in a mild condition and 93% have either recovered or been discharged. Oh. So what you're telling me is, most, it's a normal virus. <laughs> yeah, most people are okay, but then there are some people, not so much. How many of that percentile is boomers, might I ask? Probably a large portion, but I don't think that's that stat. I'm sorry, right. I misread some of those stats. Oh. In active cases, there's a 92% in mild condition. And oh. in closed cases, 93% have been discharged or recovered, 7% have passed. That's fair. So it's 7%. Total seven percent of death rate. Closed cases, yes, which have had, but that's the that's the death rate. Seven percent total for worldwide. Although, if you take into account some place like China, yeah, they're less likely to get the treatment that you would receive within the states. True. So their death count should hypothetically be higher. This is true. Also true. And uh, of course, that also factors in the elderly and those that are predisposed. Yeah. On a slightly unrelated but also kind of related note, ooh, um, so the NBA suspended its entire season. Yeah, yeah. No more basketball be- is being played, but that did not stop the Phoenix Suns, an NBA team in Phoenix, yeah, um, yes. from uh, live streaming on Twitch NBA Two K. Uh, games of all their season games. Ah, oh, <laughs> nice, dude. That should be nice. the rest of the NBA season. They so, just um, all get together and enough play on 2K. that. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns 150 to 136 behind 50 points and 19 assists from Luca. Hmm. But it was all it was all on Twitch, and they got like 12,000 viewers. So nice. Only 12,000. I mean, I think for a lot, I don't know I what... That's decent, though. Well, not everybody in likes 2K. Yeah. And a lot of sure, other people sure. probably are watching their other streamers, but... Probably got a few people onto Twitch, who knows? Yeah, the uh, yeah. viewer rate for Twitch is actually kind of lower than I thought it was. Like, a, a solid Twitch channel only has, like, a couple, maybe, thousand viewers or ten thousand. Yeah. That are, like, consistent viewers? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize, like, there's a difference between a video that gets posted on YouTube and then, like, a live stream. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there, there's even a, the, another one that's, like, a pretty big difference is, like, oh, this is going to sound so weird because I don't even use the app. But uh, TikTok, right? <laughs> so their views are, like, extremely inflated because, mm-hmm. like, one video can have up to, like, a million views or, like, 20 million or 30 million just because they're so yeah. tiny. And they're like literally seven seconds. Like and they just loop. Yeah, exactly. 
so like, you can fine. you can just get uh, their views their view count is like one hundred percent inflated. I'm also pretty sure that like Facebook's view counts are inflated as well. Yeah, it's uh, the same idea. Like autoplay and stuff like that. Exactly. Sure. Interesting. Very interesting. So, random social media rant. That's all good. Yeah. Yeah. A little sidetrack yeah. there. All right, my dudes. Shall we delve into the word? I was going to say. Mm. We're all very concerned about coronavirus. All these supplies diminishing and stuff. All this toilet paper panic, wild chaos. But what should we really be focusing on right now? Let's set our mind on things above. You know what? To distract both of y'all from this. Uh-oh. So, to address it as well, if it already hasn't mind. been addressed before, obviously, in there is incoming uh, issue of grave importance. Um, what is that? What is that? Busboys podcast. Ah, yes. The future oh. of the busboys. Yeah. You're right. So, with things looking as they are now, Knox is going home. Yes. So, uh, it is... Undetermined when he'll be coming back. Potentially not until next semester. Most likely not until next semester. That's true. So that's like four if, months. Five? If the virus even clears up to that degree. Because true. most likely if, campus if people, will be closed for as long as that's a thing. Unless they just realize we can't keep doing this and it's everywhere already. And so they're just like, whatever, school can happen. Honestly, well, actually, we're all going to get sick, but come here. To come at guys. that with an aside. True. Uh, campus had in the past, ISU has worked on getting all classes, all classes to yeah. online. So, and then uh, instead of having the professors, teach Idaho it, State about to become Dravai University out here. Instead of having the professors be like the main guys who take care of the class, do grades, and all that stuff, they basically what ISU wanted to do was hand over all classes online, put all the curriculum online, and then basically just give the curriculum to ISU. Mm. So that way ISU could do everything over computer, essentially. So like more Without like the administration? Yes. So they're automating college. Essentially. Or like, it, it was something It was something along that line. Yeah, well, you, that you'd I have to have people who were active to answer questions. And exactly, do yeah. Do grading, and et cetera. But. but with that in mind, if that was their mindset beforehand and everything, literally all classes going to online right now, it might give them an opportunity to do something like that. And just never necessarily restart. Yeah, essentially. It could happen. I could continue being an ISU student and remaining at home for the rest of my um, it's college true. career. College career. Yeah. I think that would happen in the case of coronavirus, but if this dies down, I believe ISU, no matter where they're at, will convert back to the... Oh, they definitely will. Yeah, definitely. yeah. They, I don't think we're switching to we're not switching <laughs> to online classes only. Yeah, but you know, it's it's still something to be concerned about. And regardless yeah. of what may happen in the future, as of right now, this could be the last episode, at least with my presence. Yes, it, it, yes for a while. Could be I, the last I, episode with Knox. I feel like um, our options though are right? we don't record because Knox isn't here, like sad boys. Second option, we have Knox call in via the wonders of Skype, which will sound Ooh. absolutely terrible. It but, will. It, but it will still it will still be Knox, so it will sound just fine. <laughs> or, <laughs> or three, we have Knox uh, email us at busboyshotmail at gmail.com Ooh. with his thoughts on the chapter. 
And my theory is that he either does it in um, like 1600s Old English or he writes his thoughts in a very sarcastic, condescending tone. Mm. And then what so just West like regular Knox, then. And I'll try to do my best. Hey, guys, it's Knox. <laughs> Come back at you with Romans 8. I don't want to be here. I hate all of you guys. You guys want to get Roberto's? <laughs> Does that sound like Knox? That that's, that's what you think of me. <laughs> very happy. Bro, what a beautiful that. relationship that, that the boys have. Knox, wow. Yeah, well, so I good. think we can Gage, continue. I, enjoy, I, 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 I don't like you, Gage. Gage, I, I've always hated you. I always thought you were big, dumb, and stupid. Please stop. <laughs> I think we can continue recording the podcast. Alex, Gage, and myself. Maybe add another member. Maybe... Well, we do have some more boys who would put them. Do you have some boys on deck? Uh, That's true. I believe I was talking to Stanton recently, <laughs> and were. how I uncovered his Spotify page. A few points about that: get the Bus Boys on Spotify, get Stanton on the Bus Boys, and get Stanton to make a theme song for the Bus Boys. But I think that plan is. Taking if we a could get bit. the cast on Spotify, that'd be very nice. It would be. It would be tight. But at the moment, that plan has to take a little, a little back burner there. Yeah, since, yeah, uh, yeah. We got this other thing coming up, such as uh, no, the tires are just getting shut down, and all the boys yeah, yeah. going home. Now, well, all you boys are home. Yeah, it's true. It's I was actually thinking to myself, um, would it be prudent to actually uh, pause in the middle of Romans because that's where we'll be. Hmm. Sadly, um, despite what Mister Pastor Tom said uh, Wednesday, where Chapter Eight is like the best verse of Romans, um, we'll just have to. We'll have to pause dead center and then maybe start another book? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we want to do that. That is kind of uh, quite the break there. Mm-hmm. And then if we'd have to wait until next semester for Knox to get back to resume Romans, I don't know. Mm. I think we might just want to finish the book out and then, like Gage said, have a okay. Knox type up his thoughts in an email. Knox will just be a computer message. to us now. That's fair. <laughs> Which is basically how he is anyway. No. Nah, be quiet. I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm just razzing the guy. I know. Just a little, but, uh, just a little jib. Just a little. But no, yeah. I, I really do think that... Uh, I don't know. We got to give it some more thought and some more time. Yeah. You guys will obviously find out probably by the next episode what we'll do. Uh, if Maybe. a next episode shows up. <laughs> or if we're all dead by then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, there's definitely going to be, well, there already is a hiatus going on right now, uh, because Jake hasn't uploaded the this first is, episode. Yeah, not connected to the coronavirus at all, the yeah. Boys are on hiatus. This Actually, yeah, kind of related to, not related to the coronavirus, but definitely related to corona. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, boys, I have a question for all of you. Yes. Who has read chapter 7 of Romans? We had this discussion on the way here. We all have read it, just not in the past couple of days. Uh huh. I read it last week. Hmm. I briefly glanced, on, glanced at it. I know Alex read right it last over. week. And yeah. But I know the chapter. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it is. I agree. And of course, Alex has had two weeks to ruminate on it. I really thoughts. do. I really do. Yeah. <sighs> Side note, unrelated. I was I was curious. I'm like, wow, where's our weekly email from Alex Paul? Where's any communication from Jake Paul? And then just right now, I realized, oh yeah, there's no episode up yet. Yeah. 
So that'd be it. Yeah. That's the one. So that just means we'll have twice the amount of emails for next time. Twice the amount of content. Apologies mm-hmm. to all those four hour all those, uh, episode incoming. All those parlors out there who missed the episode are just trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives now. Yeah, I think they've been distracted. Everybody's on spring a little break, bit, yeah. and the bus boys haven't uploaded any content. What am I gonna do? Dog, they don't have a way to spend at least a solid two hours of their life. <laughs> what are they gonna do on all that spring break? I don't know, man. That's what I'm trying to figure out myself. Yeah, I'm still just waiting for uh, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal to come. Well, out. I really gotta have campus get shut down so that way I don't have to go to work either. Instead of just going to. It won't be. They, they have to leave it open. Yeah, that's sad. So now I'm gonna have to. Like, I'm the only person on campus during spring break because I'm making them zaws. Dummy. Get played, fool. Anyway. At least I don't have to do anything Monday. So there's but, four of us in one chapter. And 25 verses inside chapter. Ooh. Can I go last? I enjoy the last section of chapter seven. I enjoy the last chapter of section seven. I enjoy Yes. <laughs> I enjoy this last chapter. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's the only chapter. So, yeah. Let's start. So, I don't know how to do simple division. Yeah, how many verses for each person? Because I get five from five. Five by four. Six. And then six, and then the last person does seven? seven. Okay. I'll go ahead and start if that's the case. And we'll just go. We'll just, we'll just have Knox take the end of the L. Uh... By the way, we are sitting on a sectional crowded around one microphone, so visual S- cues. Said is the L. I'm sitting on a what? You're sitting on an L. A I don't take L. L's. That's Your L's right. are beneath me. Exactly, because you're sitting on it. Anyway. Please, please let's... <sighs> Since I am speaking to those who understand law, brothers, you are aware that the law has authority over someone as long as he lives? Are you unaware, I should say? For example, a married woman is legally bound to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law regarding the husband. So then, if she gives herself to another man while the husband is living, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from from that law. Then, if she gives herself to another man, she is not an adulteress. Therefore, my brothers, you also were put to death in relation to the law through the crucified body of the Messiah, so that you may belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we may bear fruit for God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions operated through the law in every part of us and bore fruit for death. But now that we have been released from the law, since we have died to what held us, so we may serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old letter of the law. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting it if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind for apart from the law sin is dead I was once alive apart from the law but when excuse me I I was once alive apart from the law but when the commandment came sin became alive and I died 
And then, and this commandment, which was to result in life, proved to result in death for me. For sin, taking an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous and good. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin, in order that it may be sh- it might be shown to this be sin by affecting my death through that which is good, so that through the commandment, sin would become utterly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. For what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then, it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, excuse me. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present within me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. This is kind of an interesting chapter. It's There's a lot of like weaving around Ooh. a lot of these words and I love it, gets, it. it I love this it's great, I love it. I it's love written this very one. poetically but it can be a little confusing you gotta kind of read it is some stuff 100% confusing which is why I went to many different resources on YouTube Ooh. making sure to check theology wise yeah, if everything right. lined up a-okay two whole weeks I had two whole weeks to do this <laughs> I'm suffering. <laughs> but now my suffering has been lifted. Thank the Lord. Let's start out with the beginning here, huh? Yes. So, since I am speaking to those who understand the law, brothers, are you under the are you unaware that the law has authority over someone as long as he lives? So, this is the idea essentially of a major theme in this chapter is what the law's responsibility is to man, yes. essentially. For as long as uh, a person knows about the law, we're speaking about the Mosaic law, uh, which technically does count everything that you see, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, plus the Ten Commandments. But for the sake of this, I think all that we really need to care about is the Ten Commandments. Um, So the Ten Commandments in and of themselves are enough to put every man to shame and to prove that sin is in them. That's what Paul speaks about when he speaks about... uh, he would not have known, for example, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had said, do not covet. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that while we are, well, it does say earlier in chapter two uh, about uh, every man's conscience is a law in and of themselves. Uh, however, to a certain extent, uh, without knowledge of the law, uh, there isn't really an implication of I'm sinning, essentially, or something along those lines. Right. I, my words might be getting twisted <clears throat> up here because I'm losing eye contact with my boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freaking on your phones. I'm doing important things like talking about talking to my parents about whether or not I'm going home today. 
That's I fair. I am not so. important things like that. I was scrolling through Insta. Bruh. <laughs> Why? Anyway, so, no. Uh, the idea of, for example, Paul's do not covet. Uh, yes. It, it, it's, it's the idea of the second he knew about it, the law, which was meant for a good thing, the law of do not covet your neighbor's possessions immediately sprang forth in him death and sin because all he could do after that point was want this and want that and want everything that everyone else had besides what he had. Sure. Yeah. So then, because of that, um, but the interesting thing about the law that Paul also brings up in this chapter is that in a sense we are married to it. Yes. Until we die. Until death. <laughs> yes. Sort of. Because when we die in, uh, what are these, quotation marks, um, <laughs> me have ape brain. <laughs> when we die, when we are buried with Jesus Christ and come back up again as a new man, we are no longer in that marriage relationship, which is the, uh, what's the thing that I'm thinking of? Par- uh, analogy? That, sure. Uh, yeah. Paul analogy. gives. Yeah. That Paul gives between us being having a connection to the law. Mm-hmm. When we die with Christ, we are then and raise up once again. We are no longer committed to the law, and instead we have a new relationship with Christ. And then the back half of this chapter is amazing. Ooh, I love yeah. it so much. But that first one, these first three verses, he does outline that analogy very clearly. Yeah. Um, and I was just wondering, do the boys want to address the concept of dominion within a marriage? Because it is mentioned very clearly. Where? Um, so. Oh, husband does. So yeah. The, stuff. Yeah. So. We, we don't have to delve into this, but he does clearly state here that as. He, he's essentially saying that in the marriage relationship between either the law or. Um, Christ, I think, is the other one. Yes. Um, I don't know if he explicitly says that, but that's what it seems to be saying. It's definitely um, the implication. I assure, then I assure you. We are seen as the woman within yes, that relationship. The bride. Yes. the bride, as it says. And so, because of that, there's this dominion that is instated over us, mm-hmm. as in you are under the either the law or Christ. Yes. Um, and so, I wondered if we wanted to address that at all, because I know it can be kind of a touchy issue for some Christians when they want to um, agree with biblical principles, but at the same time be like, you know, we don't want to be sexist (laughs) kind of thing. So like, I don't know, does anybody want to speak to that? I wouldn't necessarily say it's yeah, this is kind of a hot-footed subject. This also seems like a pretty Thick topic for just a sidetrack. Well, I look, will preface. Address this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might I will preface. This might even be more of your busboys relationship <laughs> episode idea. I will preface. I, I will preface. But I will preface that uh, the four of us are not theologian masters. This is true. We also right. don't spend all of our times on Tumblr, so we don't know how to properly talk to people about this kind of thing without stepping on landmines. Yeah. Uh, so right. if we hurt your feelings, I'm sorry, yeah. and that is a legitimate apology, even though I sound sarcastic and scared. All right. <laughs> we, what I think we can safely say yes. is that it seems to be clearly stated within the Bible that the man is the dominant person within the relationship. Yes. There's the, a headship. The federal headship, as yes. we say. 
So, no matter our personal opinions on the subject, that seems to be the biblical concept. And yes. that also seems a lot like a cultural idea that has permeated quite a few much of the world. I agree. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. that's how um, it seems to endure that idea. Um, I mean, you have the extremes of something like Islam, where it's just complete. The woman has no say in anything ever. But hey, the, at least women can drive. No, they can only drive in America. Exactly. They can't drive in Iraq or was anywhere that, else. Was that not changed recently? Yes, it actually was. It was oh, hypothetically changed now. recently. It was Except they, legally changed, although, not culturally changed. Well, the, the thing is that Islam is legally told that they should lie to other cultures in order to enter them and mm-hmm. essentially infiltrate. become part with them. It, yeah, infiltrate. I don't want to use that term, but at the same time, it's that the is exactly that they what's happening. Okay, yeah. So I don't want to use that word, but it's exactly the one I use. You say something like that. Is it radical Islam that we're talking about right now, or Islam Islam? This is Islam according to their book. Okay. So Good to know. Whatever that is. <laughs> the Quran. Yeah, the Quran. Yes. Well, yes, the Quran, but I mean, whatever that is, I don't know if it's radical to say we actually follow the book. Um... <laughs> Maybe that's to the letter to follow the Quran sure. to the letter, it is it, definitely radical. radicalism. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because how do you not? Yeah, it's weird, and that's a whole. Well, we, we don't need to get into fish. That. Yeah, but yeah. So, well, so much but, for but not that, offending But that is that is a culture that takes an extreme position of absolute dominance by the male populace. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, America is not really that way. Yeah. Then on and the other end, we have. Like, Less that way. The exact the, opposite. The like longer we've Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, uh, the exact opposite side of that, which is to say that uh, females, uh, or as we say on Reddit, females. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that uh, both gen- both sexes have a have an equal amount of strength. Whatever one can do, another can do. Uh, mm-hmm. If a man can lift 120 pounds, so can a woman. Egalitarian. So so yes, exactly. That both sexes are equal in power and strength and so on and so forth, and there's no difference between the two. Which is completely wrong. It's wrong to a sense because it's taking the idea of people are equal, people are people, to a little bit too far of an extreme. Because people say. are different. People are built differently. And... People have different tastes. People's bodies are different. Well, I mean, if you take the simple view of, like, sports, yeah, there's an obvious difference between male athletes and females. There's a reason it's there's true. there's, there's men's a reason there's, and there's women's there's basketball. Split. Yeah. Um, one of the stories that I've heard um, was of a female boxer. She was a professional, mm-hmm. and there was a male who decided he was female and was allowed to compete within the female. A growing trend in the sports um, world. And, yeah, and so they, he ended up facing this woman and at one point punched her in the head and broke, like shattered her skull. E. She survived, thank goodness, but like when she commented on it later, you could tell she was trying to not talk about it as if he was a man. She was trying to respect that about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she did s- state clearly that he was the strongest opponent she had ever faced because she had only fought other female pros. Like, they're still pros, yeah, but they yeah. were other females. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy potentially wouldn't even be top tier within a men's league, but he was still a pro. Yeah, he was and still... And so he could dominate within the female yeah, yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because men are built physically to be stronger 
grow stronger faster. We literally build muscle mass better. Yeah. And we have we have wider shoulders. We can, we have a larger air capacity. Like we're just built for that. Exactly. And while it may sound like we're just four guys uh, just mansplaining, I would like to point out that our studio audience right now is 100% female. This is true. There <laughs> so, is no bias. There is quite a bit of If I if I said support. if I or any of us said something that would be extremely not a okay. <laughs> I assure you, our studio audience would come around and clock us in the back. <laughs> That's our studio audience would slap Alex Silly. Let's be real. This Women are icky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Our studio no, audience um, just slapped Alex. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> for what uh, Gage said. <laughs> That's I'll happening. take the punishment for you all. It's fine. Bars. <laughs> just starts immediately spouting yeah. sexist statements just to get Alex beat. E, please, no. <laughs> Hit him in the kidney. But no. Uh, uh, the the idea of, uh, what was it? Dominance within a marriage? Is that? Yeah, yeah essentially. Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Dominion. Dominion in a marriage. The word um, well, in other spots <clears throat> in the Bible, which I cannot remember exactly... <laughs> Sure, uh, but they exist. Look they them up. exist. They 100% do. Please look them up. Uh, don't just take my word for it, please. Um, please prove Alex wrong. There are other parts in the Bible that also state that the man is the head of the family. Yes. He is the one that's responsible for decision making. And he is also the one responsible, and this is the most important part to all those dads who are listening. Shout out dads. Hey, um, Mr. Westbrook. They are responsible for making sure the family follows God. Yes, like because they they are still under the headship of Christ. Yes, they are they are the example. They are supposed to be the example for their children, and the and yeah, they they are the example for their children for what it's like to be a follower of God. And that I, is their main responsibility. And I think even. From a secular point of view, and not necessarily from a Christian point of view, we still see that idea kind of permeate our culture. We see that uh, households that with, with broken families that don't have dads or don't even have moms don't the children may not quite develop as well or may not become quite functioning adults. They have some baggage with that not to say that they're bad people or that yeah, they're yeah, faulty yeah. or whatever but faulty <laughs> we, we see children of a prime oh. a better environment for children to grow up in is a two-parent household it's true this is true there's actually <clears throat> taking it a step further there have been a studies studies that state that children um it was actually pointed around single parenting mm -hmm. um, mainly which has similar effects on kids to mm -hmm. only have a single parent um they they show future signs that are not as great as somebody else yeah um but they noted the fact that in a neighborhood where even if their parents it's a man and a woman and they so their own situation is good if they consistently interact with other children within a neighborhood who have either single parents or homosexual parents they are slightly impacted based off of that other kid's experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not even just the f one family alone. It's literally the interaction yeah. between any of them, which is kind of mind-blowing how much it can affect things. And, of course, so we see that not in an egalitarian sense, but in the sense that the, there are two members of the household, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife. They mm -hmm. are 
integral to how that household uh, behaves forms. and forms. And forms? Yes. <laughs> just forms. I, I heard the last part. Yeah. Of the last <laughs> and yes. how it... Uh, frick, I just... How they act. How said. they... Uh... How the part... How the home... How the, mm-hmm. how the household actually yeah. behaves. So, so yeah. they do have very important roles, but they're different roles. Yeah, they're different roles, but both are extremely important yes. and needed. And looking at the language of the Bible, we can see that... There is this sort of dominion that the husband has over the wife yeah. to some degree. And it's interesting that Paul uses the idea of marriage uh, as kind of like the uh, the main thing that's keeping us tied to mm-hmm. not only the law before we die with Christ, but to Christ after we die. Uh, Gage, mm-hmm. you weren't here last time, but I'll, I'll, okay, I'll query you. I'll <laughs> query okay, we're not going to be here for the next when four do we, months, so why when do we, I'm sorry. <laughs> when did we die? When did we die with Christ? In quotation marks. When did we die with Christ? You're asking me that. Yes. Yeah. If you need to tap out, slap my hand. You don't necessarily Don't tap out. Don't tap out. Don't tap out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so for Gage's sake, I will explain it um, briefly. Hmm. As a reminder to all of us, as well as to keep Gage on the same page. Please, briefly, so we can get back into Romans. This was still in Romans. Just it's about Romans, bro. <laughs> so. It's literally last week. Okay, so... Just because the cast hasn't been uploaded doesn't mean that you should forget it. Chapter 6. <laughs> okay. is, um, it, I've got a couple headings here for it that sum it up pretty nicely. Um, the first one is walking in newness of life, and the second one is servants of righteousness. Those yeah. are the two big topics. So the first one is... Newness of life. So what he addresses here is the fact that when we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. And as verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So it's this concept that when we accept Christ, Mm -hmm. we are spiritually baptized with him into his death. Mm-hmm. Not literal death, mm-hmm. and resurrected into newness of life. Sin no longer having dominion over us. We come up as all right. This is going to be some kind of weird wordage here, yes. but from the things that I've listened to, uh, I've heard that portion particularly, uh, especially used later on in chapter seven, described as us being us being dead to sin essentially and raised up as a new man. Mm. As yes. in, like the so there. There's obviously like the body. And then there's the soul, as we call yes. it, uh, which I've heard described the body as basically being flesh and the soul yeah. being your mind and how it operates. Mm-hmm. But then the third thing, which is now this might be kind of whack and you guys can make comments but about it's it. like, yeah, the, the spirit. spirit. Yes, yes, exactly. It's I, that spirit that you are born into. That's the true you. That is a holy you. That is a glorified you. No, not a glorified one. A sanctified one. Sanctified. Yes, that's go. the word I'm looking for. I believe you were referring to uh, verse 11 in chapter 6. I think it I says, might be. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive yes. unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is actually something that I tried to, tried to talk about last week, which is integral for chapter 7 from yeah. what I found. was uh, In chapter 6, we see the moment in time that the second we are baptized with Christ into his death and up again as new persons, us who are sinful and us who are spiritually pure are separated. 
into two separate bodies. Yeah. It's the yeah. idea of God taking that surgeon's knife and just yes, and and I completely cutting us out of that, that sin like a tumor. Um, exactly. Just as a reminder that there is a servant aspect which is talked about, mm-hmm. and I think really chapter seven is continuing that thought. Um, it it continues the, the concept of dominion with, but, it, but it, it transfers it to the law. Yeah, um, and the law, also law with the, the sin. Yeah, and also with a different analogy, yeah, which I so, found so interesting. He, so he hits it again, but slightly different. Yeah. And I think why he does that is because he's addressing the law itself. Because mm-hmm. originally he says, we don't want to be servants to sin, but we are that until we're baptized into Christ. Yep. And then we are servants to Christ, mm-hmm. or slaves to Christ. But I, th- I think this is exactly where you're heading. I think Probably. Paul is doing this because it's like, but since we've been baptized out of sin and into Christ... Where's what are, the law? Yeah, what, what's what's happening to the law in that transition yes. period? And so what he's clarifying, I would say here, is that the law was the reason we were slaves to sin. Not like technically speaking, yeah. but when he's addressed it previously, he's talked about how the law mortifies sin or mm-hmm. it shows sin. Mm-hmm. It puts so, a spotlight yeah. on it, essentially. So sin almost in a way can't exist without the law because you have to have something to go against to be something that's going against which exactly. is essentially sin yeah. or, or missing the mark as some people would say and yeah, so yeah, the yeah. law itself is the mark and you, so the law is our bullseye essentially yes. yeah and so we are under that dominion we when we are under sin and consistently missing the bullseye and then when the dominion switches we are under christ um and him alone so the law and that bullseye has been hit for us, essentially. I think yeah. an interesting way to think about it is, like, when you're presenting the gospel, if you just give someone the gospel, they're probably not as likely to listen to you if you don't give them the reason why they need the gospel. The exactly. law, essentially. Well, I would say that is the gospel. The gospel it's, is you're a sinner and you need yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not <laughs> to make gospel. It, to, make it relevant, to make it relevant, it's like saying to an elderly person, you have the coronavirus, here's the cure. It's instead... <laughs> Uh, for and they're just like I don't know what the coronavirus is. Do you want a thin mint? <laughs> Instead, you got to explain what it is first, and then why you would need a cure. Well, and the symptoms themselves. You would have to say, "We exactly. think you have this because X, Y, Z." Yeah, but why exactly. are they offering me a thin mint? I would. I wanted to say caramel candy, but then you I was to say like, "Werther's original." But yeah, I want to say Werther's original, but then I was like. But what if they had peppermint instead? And then, then you after, got the peppermint patty. Yeah. So which came out thin. thin. That, yeah. that, that so was we all were got, doing like that yeah. half I got the, what the man was. My about. brain is <laughs> tiny, but its interactions are strong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway. Yes. But yeah, no. Actually, like that's legitimately how the gospel goes. Um, so we have kind of uh, really talked about the first yes. six yes. verses. So we want to jump into the second, more than half of the chapter. Uh, seven to twelve is actually a good section. Seven to twelve Ooh. was a pretty solid section. Uh, seven to twelve. Seven to twelve, and then even a little bit more so with our uninspired headers. Uh, to yeah. uh, chapter no verse 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 thirteen as well a little bit because okay. that one is one that I actually got stuck on for a little bit and I'd like to talk about. Mm. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Walk us through this. So. Verses 7 through 13. Ooh, boy. That's so nice. So after we've talked about the idea that when we when we die with to the law, we are no longer in that marriage relationship yes. and come up in a marriage relationship with Christ as our head. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, so what does it mean in verse 7 when it asks, is the law sin? 
It, I think that's exactly what we just talked about. Exactly what we yeah. just talked about. It is not. Instead, what it does, just as we talked about, is it acts as a spotlight. Mm-hmm. It keeps it in. It keep. It's a spotlight in our life to things that we might have not known previously were actually sin. Essentially, yeah. Uh, Paul gives the example: do not covet. But it literally could be anything. Uh, it could be anger. It could be um, lustfulness. It could be having a problem with lying, having a problem with stealing, having a problem with, uh, did I already say anger? Yeah, I did. Uh, With actually murdering people. Um, (laughs) Which is technically tied to anger, but yes. Could be be having idols in our lives other than God. Um, All of these things could, all of these different things could just be things that could be brought up in our lives and be... Sin is such a large umbrella term. Yeah. <laughs> There's a honestly, lot that falls under. It's like, honestly, when I think of sin, I kind of think of like dementia, which is also an umbrella term for a all brain diseases. <laughs> okay. I was, yeah. I was worried you were going like, to start talking about Alzheimer's as a sin. No, 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 Bro, if you get Alzheimer's, you're sitting. You deserve it. No, 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 no. I don't God's want to using the coronavirus to weed out the elderly. Oh, oh I hated that. Bruh, I hated that. So let Dog, us... is the coronavirus just God's angel coming down to take all the true Christians? <laughs> so let's get away from uh, those horrible things. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Back to this. Yeah. Uh, and once, I, I really do like the, the painting that he uses for verse 9 up until a little bit. For I once was alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin sprang to life, and I died. (laughs) The commandment that was meant for life resulted in death for me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it, killed me. So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just, and good. Interesting dichotomy. That through something that is meant to be life for a man, instead, brings only death and despair. Yeah, my study Bible brings up the idea that when Paul uses the phrase he was alive without the law, he was referring to before he realized what the law meant. And the Pharisees who lived unaware of what the law really meant, Paul was alive without the law for a while, but after coming to see what the law really said, he was confronted with his sin. I think the law... In the uh, Old Testament, the Mosaic Law relates a lot to kind of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. It's not so much an actual, like, set guidelines. You have to follow these directions. It's it's, it's showing you why you can't follow those. And that's... Yeah. When you think about it in that context, it kind of changes, like, how people should have viewed the law in the Old I mean, Testament. Kind of. At the same time, I would say... Uh, when it, was, it a little bit. Yeah, when it was first implemented, this might be where you're headed. When it Maybe. was first implemented, that was their guideline. Yeah, they had to follow it to a T. And and that's the, not just talking about the Ten Commandments, but also true. all of Deuteronomy, true. all of Leviticus. And but that was very explicit to Israel. And yes. a lot of it yeah. is essentially not prophecy, but it's uh, what is the word for this? Um, provincial? Not provincial. It's referencing things that will happen with Christ. For, For example, example, like sacrificing sacrifices. animals. Yeah. Is it is all 
Building up. Building up to Christ. There's a yeah. word for this that's used in writing. Foreshadowing. foreshadowing. It's exactly. all foreshadowing. I said it! You were too quiet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, foreshadowing. There's it, there's a ton of foreshadowing within the law. Yeah. And so that's why when Christ comes, he's truly the completion. Because mm-hmm. he perfectly fulfills every aspect of the law through his death. I suppose it is a lot handier to have the New Testament to look at the law with. The yeah. Sort of 2020 hindsight. Very well, much. Honestly. But... Dude, it's Honestly. actually 2020, so it is 2020 hindsight. Nice. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> anyway, 2020 anyway. hindsight. I should have washed my hands more, guys. <laughs> um, but but you said something that your you said your study Bible said this, but yes. um, it said he didn't fully understand the law, and the Pharisees don't fully understand the laws. Kind of what it sounded like. Yeah. So I'm gonna challenge that a little it, bit. It said the Pharisees lived unaware of what the law really meant. Yeah, and I'm gonna actually say no. Oh, um, I'm gonna say they lived knowing full well what the law meant. Then they lived it to and, such a degree. And they Continue pushed my it, thought. like yeah, really yeah, yeah. pushed it. Yeah, and yeah. they tried, and they pushed it past what the law itself said, where they were creating more rules to live under. Well, and then, so they're missing a certain point of meaning within the law, which was pointing towards Christ, who came, and they mm-hmm. missed that. Um, by literally killing the man, but yeah, um, yeah, not Pog Champ move there, but <laughs> they um, they had a very good understanding of the law. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when Christ speaks to them, he calls them out on this almost every time, saying, "He's like, you guys know this. You should know who I am." Is it not written? Yeah, he he says well, that then, phrase multiple times. If that's the case, then did they really have an understanding of what the law truly meant? I would say yes, because that's what the law truly means. He is just a full. Fulfillment of it. It doesn't change the meaning of the law. It just fulfills it. And what um, Paul's addressing here is the fact that the law is an actual set guideline. It Mm. is the bullseye, as we mentioned. It is the mark to hit. Um, It's not a... Like, yes, you can summarize it in love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's only because if you truly acted in love 100% of your life, you would never sin. Mm. That doesn't mean that there isn't still a bar of sin that exists, and as long as you have good intentions, like you're fine. Like that's not what it means. There's not still there's still that bar. Yeah. So we have to be careful to not undermine the authority of the law, which is that there is a bar and it is set, and nobody can reach it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that is the true meaning of the law. But now we no longer live under that, and that is the grace: is that we are no longer held to this thing that we can never fulfill ourselves okay if then, you catch my bite yeah i get i get you but then my question is uh what does paul mean when he says in verse 9 that he was alive without the law is he just talking i would say he's no. literally addressing before he ever knew the law so like yeah. when you're a child okay and the only rules you know are the ones that your parents tell you mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of innocence and like you don't send children to jail yeah. because they vandalize something. You, you'd slap them on the wrist and say, hey, that's, that's bad. Exactly. Because you're, you're teaching them. And there's specifics within the law that you don't naturally know. Granted, you have a conscience from an extremely young age. Mm-hmm. You, the law's written on your hearts, essentially. So you'd say that Paul is so, being a lot more literal. Yes, I would say he's being more literal here. And so what he's saying is, I was alive without it. Mm-hmm. And then he became aware of it when the commandment came. So once he experienced the law and knew what it meant, sin revived and he died. Yeah. And so he's saying, like, as a Pharisee, knowing the law 
revived his sin and he died to it again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it slew him or killed him. As the commandment yeah, yeah, yeah. which was ordained to life, he found to be in the death. Yes. yes. And he's bringing up a very good point because it's clearly stating, it doesn't matter how well you know it, man can never achieve it, never mm-hmm. complete it. The Pharisees knew it. Yeah, and so they that's... Just, yeah, and this is why he's capable of making the statement in 12, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good, because it is. It is. And there's nothing about it that is bad. It's just us being bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just, it's just absolute perfection looking down at us and saying, bro, you got to fix yourself up. You, you, <laughs> you ain't, ain't here. You ain't. <laughs> you wish you were here, bro. You got you to gotta yeah. step up. You got to step up. The law is the Instagram models. And, Everyone and compares he, themselves to Yeah, and yeah. he really talks about this in verse 13. Like, he kind of addresses that question that you're bringing up by literally stating, was then that which is good made death unto me? Yes, this is and the so part that is, I've this found. This is the part yeah. that you Wherefore, did what is good cause my death? Absolutely not, says Paul. On the contrary, sin, in order to be recognized as sin, was producing death in me through what is good. So that through the commandment, sin might become sinful beyond measure. Yes. What was your what was your problem? Ah, the wording really threw me off. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, I did kind of figure out to basically summarize what uh, what Knox just said mm-hmm. uh, to be the idea of all right. Through this commandment, sin that was already in me mm-hmm. used that commandment and made me break it fifty ways to Sunday, uh, and through that, sin became sinful. Exceeding beyond measure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that it's not really like some deep thought analysis yeah, on it that I have. Wordy. Yeah, it's just really just weird wording. Yeah, but at the same time, it was cool. Weave some weird sentences. It's uh, very poetic, almost. But yeah, I, it is. I think it's extremely logical. It's yes. perfectly structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To lay out the argument exactly how he's trying. I agree, and I think it it, it goes back to that idea of the uh, belligerent kid in the back of the class. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of sounds what Paul's addressing here. Is he like, oh, so the law was sin because it made us sin? And Paul's like, no. So you're telling me no. a good thing made me sin? <laughs> no. Well, and that's, I, and that's the thing. Forbid. This ties back a little bit to the concept of sin, and I would say that sin, in a sense, is only ever a twisting of something that is good. Yeah. You never see sin creating something new, only perverting something that is already that's fair that already exists i mean going back to what you had said earlier it makes me think of like uh so this is uh something interesting that i actually learned from my speech professor she used to teach in i believe it was south africa yeah uh south africa um for a long time and uh in south africa they teach the children sex ed um they have sexual education courses for the children however after the children were taught the sexual education courses instead of preventing people from yeah, getting babies, babies. More people they, made babies. <laughs> it did not educate them on safe sex. It educated them on how to have sex. No, it, it was meant to educate them yes. on safe sex. However, then knowing that law and stripping that innocence from them only then produced sin. Much like when Alex read his textbooks for CNA classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not no, <laughs> but okay, okay, you, you took it there, but yeah, no, there's, there's a legitimacy to that. Yeah, and this yeah. is what I'm saying is sin is taking something that is good, 
which mm-hmm. is the knowledge of the law, which yep. is something that we should be able to look at and yeah. say, this is good, and if I can do this, like, I will be good. Yeah. We can't do that, so man is not good, but you know. Mm-mm. So, when it says, um, in verse 13, mine says, working death in me by that which is good. Yeah. What it's doing is sin, or you may say Satan, is taking advantage of the fact that you are now made aware of something mm-hmm. and using it to destroy you. That's mm-hmm. um, the concept of out of thought, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, the more you put something away from yourself, the less likely you are to do anything with it. So I'd say the biggest example of what you're talking about, again, the same idea, is uh, Adam and Eve. Garden. Yeah. Uh, God said, eat of everything. Name animals. Be fruitful and multiply. But don't eat that one. <laughs> but don't eat the tree of the fruit of good and evil and yep. the tree of everlasting life. I don't think he said anything about the tree of life. It just existed. I think it did just exist. Yeah. He just or something said, like that. He just said, don't Do not eat of the tree of, foot, uh, of knowledge, knowledge of, of good, good and evil. evil. That yeah. was the one rule. <laughs> that was, that was yes. the big no-no. And what happened? They did it. They did. They did. <laughs> the big no no. Yeah. What's interesting I've about that? I've got snakes in my time. <laughs> well, yeah, but what's interesting about that is the immediate thing that happens, the, that first sin by man, mm-hmm. um, is the serpent twisting the words and saying, you know, you shall not surely die. Nay, yay, did God say? Uh, um, yeah, and so it actually lies there. Mm hmm. But what it does is it weaves the slight truth of saying, it's not going to instantly murder you if you eat this. However. However, you will die eventually. Because yeah. death will suddenly become a reality. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily understand that mm-hmm. um, going into it. And my dad actually did a very interesting study on this. Talking about there's like three or four different things that lead to temptation. Um, lust of the eyes. um pride of something and something else. I can't remember the third one. And it hits all three of them because mm-hmm. if it literally says the fruit is good to eat, like it looks good. Mm-hmm. And so that's one. And mm-hmm. the pride of the knowledge of good and evil and being like gods, as the serpent says, or like God, I'm, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be like God because you will have yeah. the knowledge of God. I and think that was the Yeah. One. And so that's, that's the pride aspect. And then it hits on one more. And so it was the perfectly structured temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, to take something that is good and something that I would say knowledge of good and evil would have been given to them eventually, not through that means, but through God personally teaching them. Mm. Um, so it was an, it was a young stripping away of innocence, mm-hmm. which is, and obviously a complete disregard for God's commandment. Gage just looks like he wants to be asleep right now. Yeah. He's giving me that knox at Walmart at eleven thirty at night look. Yeah, he really do be that. I didn't realize how tired I was until I came here. <laughs> That's fair, dog. And you're well, also what do you, slept what do you, at eleven. What do you think of so trail. far though? What do I think of so far? Yeah, what do you think of it so far? Uh, any comments, any questions? If I you've mean, been listening. I I've been trying. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. You guys have been hitting on all the all the points. Um, you usually get to them faster than I do. That's right. So, and yeah. apparently you had two weeks to prepare, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting how someone... What did I just see? Okay. Um, let me let me recompose. Um, <laughs> Sit up so that way the mic can hear you really good. <laughs> 
Yeah, you've been a little quiet. It's okay. We've yeah, all been kind of quiet. Hour often. before work. So we're really we might want to wrap it up in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we still got oh, man, to 25 really? to get through, so. Bruh, we, that's we not just, enough time to tackle the last half. It's like the most important part. This. We can do this. Gage. Uh, anyway, just my, my initial thoughts when reading the chapter was I, th- I thought it was very interesting, the concept of how he didn't die until he knew the law mm-hmm. and how, again, the law is sort of like a... It shows us why we're, we all kind of suck. Yeah. So yes. nice words, Doc. Yeah. Thanks. Like I'm a wordsmith. I'm happy. I'm happy hey, you got something from good. it. Yeah. Simple terms works. Simple terms works. Simple terms. Works. Why do you think? Why do you think I talk like an idiot for like all the time? Why? Why use many words when few words do trick? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Verses 15 through 25 here. The it's last. Like, section oh my gosh! My favorite part. Of chapter seven. The best part, it's written like pure poetry. I freaking, Prose. this is my... To illustrate the battle between... Honest to goodness. This is my favorite part of Roman so far. Ooh, dude, this reads I, like a Dr. Seuss book. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's great. It, it but, but it's a Dr. Seuss book that makes sense. sense. <laughs> so, for I do not understand really what I... Okay, for we know that, that the law is spiritual, but I am made of flesh. And... And sold into sin's power. For I do not understand what I am doing because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but but it is the sin living in me. For I know nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh. For desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For if I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. <laughs> but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Yes. Uh, now, if I do, now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it. But it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this principle: when I want to do what is good, evil is with me. Yes. Uh, for in my inner self, I joyfully agree with God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this dying body? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. If you think yeah. that was confusing, you ought to try reading. Would you like green No, no yeah. I, I really like the King James because it, it just it uses <laughs> this would not I, I do that I would not would not that I do I like, do do that, that but like I he uses the exact same words and then just like mixes them slightly. Yes, it, did, it was a little easier to comprehend in yours. Yes, but I do like like not I, said the written. I do like the way it, James. It's, it's yeah, poetic it in either version, honestly. True, but the whole concept is wonderful. Yes, and I just I love the way he structures it. And essentially the idea he is getting to is what he says at the end, which is that there are two things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And it's the concept of the spirit was willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what he's saying here is because he acknowledges the law as something good and holy, mm-hmm. he desires to do that. Yes. But when he desires to do those things, he finds himself not doing those things and doing that which he knows is bad. Yes. And so he makes the assumption that if his desire is to do good things, 
and yet he's still doing bad things, something else has to be happening. Because mm-hmm. it's not purely based off yeah. of his desire anymore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he identifies a secondary desire, which is, you made this comment a while ago. Mm-hmm. There's the two things, which is the pure spirit and the flesh. Mm-hmm. And he fully is making that clear that there are two things that are literally warring. Mm-hmm. And um, he addresses it as his own flesh yes. within him that is combating his spirit or mind. And he gives yeah. this fantastic question and answer in 24 and 25 saying, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Mm. And what's really interesting here is that when he says, who shall deliver me from this? Mm-hmm. Um... I don't believe that he's saying that on earth Christ will deliver him from this Mm. flesh. Mm -hmm. He has acknowledged previously that we are no longer servants to To sin. Yeah. Instead, Uh, we're simply simply fighting a war in amongst ourselves. And so this is really what not positional but progressive sanctification is all about. It's about that war and... Crushing or mortifying the deeds of the body. Interestingly enough, it's a war that's already won in the end. Right sure. now, it's just a matter of fighting the battles and, and winning them. And that's why I think he can say that statement. He will deliver me from this body. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, we will be given a purified body. A body, mm-hmm. you know, most people say it's a body that you won't feel pain. You won't, you can't die. Like all of these things. Like, yeah, those are good things. But the biggest thing is there is no desire to sin. You won't sin. That is gone. <laughs> yeah. And 100%. that is, that is huge. Um, however, the, 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 the uh, our flesh still leads us to want to sin. So in the current time, in, in the current time. Yes. But uh, yeah, now I see what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, in, in the yeah. end times, that flesh will be stripped away and we'll exactly. be given a, a perfect, a body. perfect body. Yeah. And so that war between the members will Cease completely finished. Yeah. Also, another interesting thing that uh, I heard in a few commentaries talking about this passage. Uh, the passage, the part about, now if I do what I want, but I know I discover this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. For in my inner self, I joyfully agree with God's law. Hmm. But I see different parts, uh, but I see a different law in parts of my body. So, I, I heard people use this piece of chapter 7 to basically say, now, technically, technically, when you do not want to do sin, you yourself, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking spiritually here, yeah. Your, the, the spirit that is you, the spirit that is Knox, mm-hmm. does not want to sin, but Knox's carnal, sinful flesh, Knox's filthy body, goes ahead and sins anyway. Because keep in mind, we don't often think about this, but our minds, even our minds, are sinful and scarred. Um, Definitely. Uh, the heart it, is deceitful and yeah, really wicked. The exactly. mind is part of the body. Yes, it is. And flesh, yes. I will say this, McLean, have you ever, have you ever thought thoughts oh. such as not liking somebody very much, wanting something that somebody else has, or possibly judging someone who acted foolishly or in a way that uh, treated you wrongly. It may have entered my mind once or Then twice. I can say with officiality <laughs> that your mind is truly scarred with sin. As it is with the rest of everybody on humanity, so don't feel too bad we're all in the same boat. So, anyway, continuing my point. Um, it, 
they, they, the idea that I heard multiple times over and over is that when your body sins, but you spiritually do not want to sin, it is no longer you sinning. It's your body. Hmm. However, you are still responsible because it is it's, your body. It's still part of you. It's yes. still a part of you. It's still you. But you, but you still did it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But it is technically not uh-huh. you who sin. It is the material is, yes, aspect. Yes. Sure. You, you, if anything, you are more responsible for it. It's kind of like that one passage that uh, beware you who wish to teach because the law will be in a greater effect towards you. Mm-hmm. That's a high paraphrase of the of that passage. However, yeah. it does exist. Yes. Um, it, it kind of lends credence to that idea and what we talked about earlier. The second you know about a law or a rule uh, and you break it, you're responsible for it more so than you would be if you didn't know it in the first place. Um, yes. So... I find that piece really interesting. That it, it, for it me, that piece right there is proof that we've already won the war against sin. Yes, and and that's the thing is, it validates his statements previous. Of yeah, we are not ruled by sin. Yes. Um, In verse twenty three here, chapter seven, verse twenty three, I picked up on a phrase there that reminded me of our discussion back in chapter six, verse nineteen, uh, when we were talking about. Verse 19, 6, 19, which says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members service to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members service to righteousness unto holiness. Mm. And I asked you guys what you think he meant by uh, members. We determined that he meant the body, the flesh, mm. and not like members of the church. Yeah. Which relates a lot to chapter 7, verse 23. But I see another law in my members. Mm-hmm. Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. There's both in both these verses. There's that illustration of the war mm-hmm. against the flesh and the spirit. Yes. Yeah. And if you were at all confused in chapter six, I think chapter seven is directly referencing the same members. One hundred percent. It's a little more clear what he's talking about because he just addressed the two members very specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both you. And, and Paul, t- uh, he impresses upon these people he tells them even so now yield your members servants to righteousness and to holiness but he goes on to admit himself that he's having difficulty with that with his sinful flesh yeah definitely um specifically he says there with lust mm-hmm. and i think it's 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 kind of touching that we have this man paul who was inspired to write these books of god to carry the word of god and yet even him writes oh wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death Mm. There is no one above the law. There is no one that does not sin. Mm-mm. Other than Christ. Other than Christ. He's the one oh, person. Man. He's the one person that did not have that war. That, that didn't have to worry about that. Well, Crucified he, for actually, our sins. There's a really interesting concept that it's not that he didn't have the war. It's the, just that he won it every time. Because um, even if you have those moments where you carnally are at the point where you're roughly about to sin but you're personal not personally but like as we were talking about the spirit aspect of you is not wanting to do that you can turn away like it yeah. happens you, yes. we, we've all overcome temptation yeah um and so christ Christ being fully man was fully tempted and about experienced the devil himself flesh yeah and Everything that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So this means that even within his own mind, he was, I would say, empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the perfect life. 
Mm. And what's interesting is now we also have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the Christ literally says it's something better than him will come when he is leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird to be like, you know, literal face of God in a man that we can interact with versus a Holy Spirit that's like this kind of weird thing that like might help us sometimes like understand the Bible. Maybe. I think Knox just made me just helped me understand the father son relationship between Jesus and God. Wow. <laughs> Wait, for real? <laughs> maybe. Okay. Bro, what a breakthrough. What yeah, a breakthrough. I, don't, I don't know how, yeah, well, anyway. McLean is having deep thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think we have We're to unlocking his monkey brain. I think we do have to be careful. Uh, parts of my brain are hidden behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to be careful when we say that Jesus was fully tempted. I understand what you mean. Uh, Jesus also said on the Sermon on the Mount, if you've even thought it, you've done it. Yes. So he wasn't I mean. tempted in the way that we, I think we commonly use the word tempted. Sure. It's, it's not a temptation of, like, I really want to murder that man. That's not temptation that is actually succumbing to a sin. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. So the temptation is, he was tempted to be angry with this person and didn't because he knew he, it was not good. Jesus did get angry. He did, but... But that was saying, but, but righteous as an example, anger. Yes. But that was within the right context. As yes. a child, he never was angry at his older brother for slapping him for no reason. Like, yeah. you know, that didn't happen. He didn't have an older brother. It was it was he was the oldest. But anyways, <laughs> it was an example that example. didn't exist. Um, an example. He did have like siblings. Jesus is like he did have to deal when with when somebody peed on him. He didn't scream. Yes. <laughs> Question. That was bad. That was bad. Never mind. That was just as bad as your example, except for different reasons. <laughs> You're right. Anyway. Ugh, okay. I hated that. So, um, <laughs> now that that has been stated, but. It's, it's legit. He was yeah. fully tempted. Yes. Um, and because of that, we can follow his example, being empowered by the Holy Ghost, to not fall to sin. Even though we will still fall Which, to sin. yes, we will not get there. <laughs> we, we will not 100% do that. But there, we are still dead to sin, and we are capable of overcoming it. With that in mind, guys, let's do a quick price check. <laughs> With <What? laughs> the last two verses... That I would like to talk about. Yes. Okay. Verses 1 and 2 of chapter 8. And I just oh, like to read it. Oh, I, just like, I just like to read it really quick because I think it really gives the major big capstone. Just kind of like a... Yeah. To <laughs> chapter 7. Cool. Hit us with it. Therefore, no condemnation now exists for those in Jesus Christ because the Spirit's law of life in Jesus Christ has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Amen. Yee. <laughs> and we'll get to that chapter 8 sometime. Eventually. Hypothetically but, but by the way, this next chapter, you're right, that it's is a, a chunky boy. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, it's a little long. It's literally chunky. But then it's also... Uh, it's got some stuff in it. It's got some <laughs> stuff. Content. So, so I already uh, have some notes in there. We're gonna. The bus boys are gonna yeah, get together, uh, in figure the out how they're gonna figure that deal out. with this present, <laughs> this present affliction. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Meet again. <laughs> Don't know when. Don't know when. Meet again. Some sunny day. 
right, that's enough. That <laughs> yeah, was evil. Okay. <laughs> so, boys. Well, I don't, I don't know what our next bus boys will look like. I don't know when this one's getting uploaded. I don't know when the last one's getting uploaded. But I know it's been a fun time reading through Romans with y'all. It's been, it's been a fun time getting to know Knox. Regardless of whether or not he'll be here. Yo, dude, if this Sorry. is if this is literally the last episode of the Bus Boys. It's not the last episode. It of the definitely last. won't be. But what if we all get coronavirus but what if and, we, then and then die? This will be our last words recorded for posterity for the future alien races that will discover the if this was it, Earth. If this was it. I'd be proud of it. I'd be proud of it. Yeah. 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 This was... Maybe I mean they're still gonna see the SW episodes. So. Yeah, that but this, this is a good ending. This ending, yeah. it, it's good enough that I don't think SW will be present in their minds. Yeah, that's fair. Listen. That's fair. And if any of you uh, underground uh, mole people discover this uh, hundreds of years from now, when the uh, radiation is finally worn off after. Population centers have been nuked to try to kill the disease. As, um, as you slowly <laughs> climb out of your reinforced just toilet know paper forts. <laughs> that while you are a sinful man, we have the victory in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sinful mole men. All right. With that thought in mind, boys. Sinful mole men. Who would like to close up? Interbreeding with moles. Poomsted. I, I did it last time. I did it last time. You get the choice you, then. You did it. I did the, the time before. before. Gage looks like he wants to die. Alex, I think this is going to have to fall to you. Alrighty, boys. Honestly, before you start, I would like to comment. I've, I've been meaning to say something, but I really, I really enjoy your prayers, Alex. Oh, you, I know you, you talked about how you have studied this, and, you know, maybe it's due to that. Maybe it's just because of the way you are, but I, I thoroughly enjoy them. Maybe so. I'm just the way you Maybe are. I'm just gifted in holy gab. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think that's it. No. <laughs> no. Don't call it holy gab. <laughs> There's very little about your gab that's holy. That's true. When somebody peed on Jesus, he didn't stop scream. saying it. If you yes, stop that. saying it, yes, they will forget that. about Thank it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for stop not it. screaming stop. with us. Yo, All dude, right, Alex. Uh, uh, what if alternative timeline? Judas didn't kiss Jesus, he peed on him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll leave that serious theological question for the next episode. All right, Alex. Would Jesus scream? Close anyway. us out. Please bow your heads in prayer. Oh, dear God, I love you. And I know all my boys sitting amongst me do too. I thank you for the ability to gather together in this house, even though the coronavirus currently runs rampant across the world, in order to talk about and get, not only talk about your word, but talks amongst each other and have good conversation and good fellowship in your word. I know that my foolish and immature jokes might poison our time only slightly, or only majorly, depending. But I still thank you for the ability to gather and the ability to have the friendship that we've all developed. Lord, I asked in regards to um, Jake, who's currently in Mexico, that he may return home safely to his family. Um, that we may have an uploader again, even though that is not my main concern. Uh, I ask that you return him to us healthy and happy and well. Um, I also ask for all the people who are currently suffering of, the, of COVID-19 that even though it may not be within your will, Lord, 
if it is, I ask that you please lay your hand upon them and heal them, just as you have done with my Nana. Lord, I ask that if it is not within your will to do this with some of the people who are currently afflicted, that I ask that you make your word known to them. And I ask that they come to know you before they eventually do pass to be judged. Lord, these are trying times. I do not know how many people will listen to this podcast and I I don't Uh, when it's uploaded or past that date, but I ask that if it be within your will that you give us peace. Let us be kind when those around us are being selfish. Let us have tender hearts to those who are suffering. Let it give us wisdom in dealing with the affliction that is now amongst us and dealing with it properly. But above all, Lord... Remind us to praise your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.